Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks in the recent segments of this podcast have discussed uh, developments in the grain industry, winter grains and summer grains, and the outlook uh, for the season given the talks of an El Nino. And you can go to this channel and listen to all of those podcasts, but the message in most of them is broadly positive about the outlook of South Africa's agricultural sector. But this week's podcast, I want to touch on something very important, which is biosecurity challenges in South Africa's agricultural sector. Now, the word biosecurity is a broad definition, but what I'm talking about here are measures that are typically designed to reduce or to curb the spread of diseases to crops and uh, livestock and fruits. That's what I talk about uh, in this particular segment when I refer to biosecurity uh, in South Africa. And we are seeing a number of challenges in here, particularly for the livestock industry, as well as poultry. Now, firstly, when one thinks about livestock and poultry in South Africa, I think it's important that one puts it in perspective. Livestock and poultry makes up roughly half of our gross value added in South Africa's agriculture. So one can say that in value terms, livestock and poultry is almost half of South Africa's agricultural economy. In such a sector then, with such contribution to our agricultural economy, uh, any risks that are negative for it in the long run would have a, a, a significant uh, negative impact just on the health of this sector. And what we have been seeing over the past few years is that there are frequent outbreaks of diseases. And the disease or animal diseases in general are not something that is unique for South Africa. There's animal diseases across the globe in EU. They struggle with some in the U.S., they struggle with some in Asia, they struggle with some. But in South Africa, we've seen a frequent occurrences of this. And I don't, can't think of any country that has actually had outbreaks of many diseases so concentrated in various um, animals in such a short space of time. For example, we had uh, foot and mouth disease uh, affecting our cattle industry. We also have an African swine fever that is affecting our pigs industry. At the same time, uh, a segment that I've recently talked about where we're talking about the avian influenza impact in our poultry sector. In South Africa, I would say this time around, as I record this podcast on the 11th of November, on, these are all the challenges that we, we, we're currently experiencing at the same time within our, 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 our poultry as well as a livestock industry. In fact, last year, 2022, for the first time, six of nine South African provinces reported the outbreaks of the uh, foot and mouth disease that is affecting uh, the cattle industry. And the conditions haven't changed much because at the start of this month, on the 4th of November, there was a report that was released by the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development saying, look, we are seeing a suspicious case of an outbreak um, in the in the Ngaka uh, 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 district or municipality of Northwest, and they are and they were saying, look, they are monitoring it at this stage. But the point is, this is one of the suspected cases, which means that the FMD, which is the foot and mouth disease that we've been seeing from last year, hasn't really abated in our cattle industry. Now that outbreak, as it started next year, it had a significant impact 
on the livestock industry because it meant that now the exports of beef products and even on small stock on wool they were negatively affected we are china for example banning the exports of the south african wool industry temporarily for a period saying look you guys are experiencing the foot and mouth disease and we need to look into this uh, of course then the china situation was different in a sense that there is a certain protocol that both south africa and china have to say when there are foot and mouth diseases in the in a cattle industry you can still export wool and these are protocols in place but china were very panicked uh, when they saw that the, the wide scale of that outbreak last year and there was a temporary closure on the on the exports and that had a negative impact on the wool export revenue which was down if you were to compare 2022 with the previous year in part because of that shortened period um and and the costs that were incurred when we couldn't put our wool into the chinese market the second thing is also then on a beef exports when there's that foot and mouth disease it means that certain markets they suspend the exports of the south african um uh, meat and those all those those were, were very negative for the farmers and if you think about them beyond the cattle industry, the, 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 the pig industry is also struggling with the African swine fever, which on, it, on its own, it meant that then the pigs were dying in large scale in some of the farms. And this has also have a cost for the farmers. And you fast forward into this year, we all know about the eggs challenges in some of the retailers in South Africa, which in part were caused because of the avian influenza that we saw spreading, having over 100 um, uh, uh, commercial entities that were actually affected by the, the, the these outbreaks, particularly more on the, the the breeders for of layers, and even on a broiler side, this has been one of those challenges, and then thus leading to all of these eggs challenges that many people were seeing in their in their retailers. Now I've recorded something about what that means for food inflation, particularly the issue of eggs. And you can go to this channel and you will see the podcast where we're discussing that issue and you can listen to that. But the uh, reason I'm recording and, 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 and recounting all of these outbreaks is to try to show the scale of the problem that we are experiencing in the South African space because of these diseases. The most difficult things then for the livestock and the poultry industry is that all of this happened at a time when feed prices were quite elevated. Maize and soybean prices, if you think about last year and the year before that, they were quite elevated. It was very difficult financially for the guys to actually be able um, to, to, to make the, 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 to keep their business going smoothly. And now as the feed prices were starting to come off, and one would have expected that there will be a recovery, then there were all of these diseases that were negatively affecting the entities. So that's the environment that the folks in the livestock and the poultry sector have been operating in, which is quite challenging. Now, if you're thinking about these things also in the context of South Africa, where we are also very determined to actually see improvement in transformation, more black players coming into the sector. These disease occurrences make even that transformation agenda quite difficult. And the livestock industry is one of those that have actually made inroads. If you think about the number of cattle or, or output um, that is in the black farmers, the number of cattle is about 34% on black farmers. You think about the more hair output, 13% at a commercial level is uh, black farmers. Wool, 18% is black farmers. If you compare these numbers with the average of the black farmers' uh, contribution to commercial agricultural output in South Africa, it's at just under 10%, which means that these um, value chains, they are actually well, way above the, the, the average um, black farmer contribution into the sector. 
and we want to see those numbers growing and the sector growing inclusively but for that inclusive growth to happen it means that the sector has to be in bad in, in better shape and not experience these bad problems that they have been experiencing recently which are a negative when we think about the transformation agenda so these are all the complications then and this is these diseases are not affecting this farmer and not that farmer they're affecting all farmers commercial and small scale farmers these are the challenges that the guys have been experiencing so what's the issue then and what needs to happen it seems to me that we need to be improving on the biosecurity side um, uh, as the country. Um, and there are a number of uh, measures that we need to be thinking about. Firstly is to say, how do we strengthen the, the veterinarian side of the South African uh, agricultural sector from government and continuously to the private sector? And we also have to think about the related services there the laboratories that are actually producing our medicine, but also think about the control uh, movement of the livestock, um, as well as the vaccine manufacturing. The control movement, it could be fencing at the borders, fencing um, in certain communities to ensure that the cattle don't just roam around and we see all of these challenges that we're, we, 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 we've faced. Vaccine production, we all have heard, at least those that are in agriculture, about the OBP challenges in South Africa, and there's a need for improvement um, in that organization so that we continue to see some some good output i know that there's a lot of work there's a new teams that are being put in there to think about these things but i think fundamentally in south africa if we are thinking about growth in the agricultural sector one of the aspects that we have to think about a lot is the biosecurity risks because it's one thing to say let's avail land let's avail financing let's see as many people as they can they are getting into the sector but if we are not dealing with some of these aspects they will undermine the progress that we are making the argument can also be made to say the department of agriculture also needs to put uh, earmark a certain share of their budget to deal with emergencies um, that are related to biosecurity. Either it's compensation for certain farmers, a certain share when they have culled, or making sure that we have enough ways of uh, tracking and uh, putting measures in place to limit the impact of the notifiable animal disease outbreaks like we have seen in the recent past. So be able to procure medicine, have permit to bring in certain medicine that is not uh, in the country, employ more staff at a provincial level. Um, these are all of the things that we need to be thinking about as the South African agricultural sector. And it's not only a discussion for a government or a, a, a private sector, but I think we have to think about it and work on it together collaboratively to deal with these things. And again, I want to stress that animal diseases are a global challenge that we are seeing, but in South Africa, we face the unique circumstances, and I think we need to deal with this. And I will close by saying the public works, the National Treasury, are some of the departments that have to work with the Department of Agriculture. Public works, when we think about fencing, treasury, understanding and working with the Department of Agriculture and putting allocation to deal with these diseases, it's something that is, is important. And we may have to think about how do we elevate this message even more within the master plan in South Africa's agricultural sector. Now, folks, uh, I know uh, I, 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 I've been speaking about this subject quite a bit more focused. There is something that I've written which may be more detailed and more coherent on this, which will be out on the conversation sometime uh, today. I'll put the link of that article as soon as it is out on my Twitter, LinkedIn. Please go check it out and read that. 
But uh, for this week, I should stop it there and then we'll come back next week with uh, something else that we have to discuss which will be important for the sector. My name is Wandile Sihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria. Thanks for listening and read more about uh, some of the things that I work on in my blog. The link for it is in the description of this podcast.